I am a pie baker from Colorado. You know, I'm a girl pulling up late to pick up, no makeup, like, oh, you know, did I forget his coat? I'm sorry, you know, like, you know, I'm just a normal person doing their best every single day. And the fact that my little love talent has been noticed and seen and speaks to so many different people. I'm honestly still confused. Like I'm still trying to like embrace that. Hey everybody, Jen Hatmaker here, your host of the For the Love podcast. Welcome to the show and welcome back to our series called For the Love of Favorite Pastimes. We just wanted to do this. We've actually been talking about this series for over a year. I am drawn to creative people. I am drawn to people who innovate art and content and products and design and music and carve out these like lovely places in their lives where they feel energized and inspired and are making beautiful and interesting things for the world. I have always been inspired by that. And I'm like, let's gather like a bunch of people who really steered into their pastime, into their hobby, into their creative outlet. And I am just loving this entire series. I feel inspired by our guests in it. Now, as many of you know, my love for nerding out over good books and stories is so deep and ingrained in who I am. I created my own book club. I have the Jen Hatmaker book club because I just wanted that to be just a part of my community where we could gather around a pastime that we loved, which is reading. It brings me so much joy to interact literally with the thousands of women who value books as much as I do. And so this particular portion of what I love to do, reading, is kind of the front door to what brought me into today's guest. We're going to explore this incredibly interesting and innovative intersection of two creative outlets with the absolutely amazing Stephanie Hawker-Smith, who's on today. She is the creator of the book pie. Okay. I don't even know what to say. I can't explain what she does enough. She's been featured on GMA, Better Homes and Gardens. She was just on the Today Show. So here's what Stephanie did. This is what she invented. She's known for her incredible pies, each of which feature some sort of iteration or interpretation of a book cover on the top, a book that she loves, a book that she was reading, a book that has a gorgeous like design. And so she just combined two of her favorite passions, reading and baking. And she's like something in here, I'm just going to make a connection. And she found the most incredible creative niche. So Because of what she does, okay, I said this in the middle of the interview, but I'm going to say it right now too. Just, I want to save you some time. Right this very second, before you get into this interview, I want you to pause this episode and I want you to go to Instagram and I want you to look Stephanie up and follow her. Her Instagram account is called Pie Lady Books. Like I need you to look at what I'm talking about, or you're just going to be like, I don't really get what you're saying. I need you to go look and see. Like this is bananas what she does. And so it's so artistic and beautiful and creative. And I just am shook by her talent. And so because of her incredible gift here at this like invented genre, 
she gained a pretty quick following. Her following is growing and growing and growing because people are in awe of what she's making. Y'all remember my friend Glennon, Glennon Doyle's beautiful book, Untamed. I don't know if you can remember the cover, but it was really artistic. And so Stephanie created a pie out of it that I just cannot quit staring at. Like I'm looking at it right this second on my phone. It's just over the top. And we had recently Morgan Harper Nichols in on our Faith Shaker series. And you guessed it, her book, All Along You Were Blooming, Stephanie made into a flowery pink and blue masterpiece. In book club, we read Elizabeth Acevedo's Clap When You Land. And Stephanie turned one of her other works called With the Fire on High into the jazziest little pie you ever did see. She's done classics. She's done recent bestsellers. She's done pies for some of our incredible podcast guests like Austin Channing Brown. And some who we have upcoming in the Jen Hatmaker Book Club. I'm just tickled by her and for her. I'm so thrilled that she just decided to make time for this. So we're going to talk in this episode about how she got started and why, what it has meant to her, and what she has to say to every budding creative out there who loves what it is you put your hand to and has a vision for what it might be able to be, whether that ends up being some sort of job or commercial success, or whether it's just for the love of it. And either way, it's worth it. It's worth your time. It's worth your investment and it's worth your attention. And she is absolutely delightful. You are going to love her. You are 100% going to go follow her on Instagram. And I am so pleased to have her in this really fun series. So you guys welcome in the absolutely incredible Stephanie Hawker-Smith. Stephanie, I am so excited to meet you and I'm so happy you're on the show. And this is going to be the cutest and the most fun conversation. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. So you just occupy your own little zip code in the universe. You created (laughs) it and you filled it and it's your deal and it's your space. And I am so excited to talk to you about it. So look, I've already filled my listeners in a little bit about how it is that you're showing up in the world in your like creative and interesting way. But let's just go a little deeper here. So first of all, can you just, before we dive into that, can you just tell my listeners where you are, who's your people, your family, where are you at? Where'd you grow up? All that. Just give us like that. This is who I am in the world. And then we're going to get into this cool thing that you're doing. Okay. Awesome. Yes, I am a stay-at-home mom of two boys. I have a almost eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and they are just pure magic. And I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I just have been baking pies out of my kitchen for like 15 years. And I'm just really blessed with an amazing group of friends. My husband is an electrical project manager, and we've been married for about 15 years. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically it. Just doing daily life with my my little guys. They are everything to me. Oh yeah. And five and eight, you're busy. Those are busy busy boy age. It only gets better what you're saying right now. Cause then you watch them really like grow into themselves with bigger ideas and more mature thoughts. And it's just, Oh, it gets better and better, better. Don't listen to what anybody tells you. Like these are the glory days and they only go downhill from here. It is not true. It is not true. No, that's so good to know. Cause I've been grieving the, uh, each year they age. I'm like, Oh, you're getting, Oh no, get excited. Good. And young adults are so much fun. Okay. Back to you. So 
you like to bake, you like dessert. You're like, did you grow up doing this? Why do you know how to bake pies? First of all, like, why is this your thing? Why are you good at this? I've been baking since I was like five and made like cookies, cupcakes, that kind of thing. I got really, really sick about 15 years ago with a neurological, it's actually celiac disease, a severe allergy to gluten, but it affected me neurologically. So I was in a wheelchair, could barely walk or talk, just so sick. Once we found out what it was, so thankful it was a somewhat easy answer. It changed my whole baking world. You know, it's like, how do I bake gluten-free? This is what I do to, to be, you know, relax. And it's a huge part of me. My husband really loved pies. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to really master a yummy gluten-free pie. And I just researched and researched and researched. And it kind of kept me like alive in a lot of ways. You know, as you're healing and your body's getting stronger, I had this project to work on. And so I started making these pies and I wanted to make really beautiful pies. I had zero artistic ability. I had never been artistically gifted. That was my mom. Surprised to hear that. But I just really wanted to make beautiful pies and I took a lot of pride in that. So I ended up being able to create this really delicious, beautiful, gluten-free pie. And I was, it was like something I was so proud of, you know? Of course. And then along the lines of, you know, about three years ago, I had always been a massive reader as well. And those, I would say the two things that kind of kept me going were the baking and the reading. I looked at a book one day and I was like, I would really love to turn that into a pie. I just think that'd be really cool. And and then I just started and and then it morphed into this really cool thing. I just would never in a million years have guessed for me. And it's just such a gift. I'm so grateful for it. Okay, you guys, it's summertime. And I'm super into fun sunglasses right now. They are an actual accessory, but it's hard to have like a million different sunnies to fit your mood for whatever you're doing, right? Like hauling the kids around or hanging out at the pool or going to brunch or vacays or staycays or like whatever. So I found this cool brand called Pear that has this problem solved. They have customizable sunglasses. So in addition to prescription glasses too, you guys, that literally allow you to change your look in a snap. Their glasses come with a base frame, um, everything from like a square frame to a sassy cat eye, like whatever shape you want, and a magnetic top frame that makes it easy to switch styles. And they literally have hundreds of top frame designs to match whichever base frame you choose. So Yes, we would like to change our sunglasses and our glasses as much as we change our clothes. Thank you, Pear, for understanding. You guys, their base frames start at just $60, including prescription lenses. And one more thing to love. For every Pear purchased, Pear provides glasses and vision care for kids around the world. Super incredible. So get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite styles. And starting at just $60. So go to paireyewear.com slash for the love for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off, you guys, at paireyewear.com slash for the love. Parents, we can all use a little help from our friends. And parents of tweens and teens, If you know, you know, this is especially true because they're maniacs, God bless them. This particular age group has its own set of challenges and bumps and roadblocks to navigate. And it all just feels like a lot because it is. That's why I developed a me course to guide you through this season that's jam-packed with my greatest learnings over the years and practical 
actionable steps forward. Okay, and I brought in a friend and shame-proof parenting expert, Mercedes Samudio for this course to help us do it all without shame because we know the feeling of parent shame is a real and debilitating thing. So we're gonna cover how to establish healthy communication, what to do about codependency, which may not be what you think it is. So much more, it's all in here. And I can tell you a lot of my personal stories of my successes and failures as a parent, having done this five times now. We've also packed this me course to the brim with so many resources to help you parent your kids in the healthiest, most connected, non-shaming way. And not just non-shaming for them, non-shaming for you. So if you have questions about parenting your growing kiddos, this is your course. When you register, you also get access to our private me course support community of beautiful humans just like you. We're doing limited time pricing for the parenting me course. You can save $20 with the code parenting20 at mecourse.org. We're also doing a bundle deal for all four of my current me courses for $138, which you guys is half off. That's the most incredible deal. The other three me courses are finances, simplicity, and habits. Okay. Your code is four course bundle, the number four, four course bundle at mecourse.org. That's mecourse.org. So, okay. If you're listening to this right now, I just need you to pause. I want you to pause the episode really quickly. And I just want you to jog over really quick to Instagram. And I want you to look up Stephanie's account so that for the rest of this interview, you can get a feel for what it is we were talking about. So her account over on Instagram is Pie Lady Books. And like, you're not ready, listener. Like, you're not ready. I don't know what it is you're thinking, but I'm just telling you, you're not ready. And so do a quick pause and go look because you're going to be like, what the just even hearing you just now say that you weren't really artistic. I'm like, what? Yes. You, I don't know how you got from zero to hero here, but you did. <laughs> Thank so, you. Okay. So what was your very first one? Do you remember? Yes. It was the smallest part by Amy Harmon. I love her books. She's published through Lake Union, but her books don't get the recognition they deserve. Anyway, I could go on and on, but they're, her books are phenomenal and it was called the smallest part. And it had like three cut out paper, like you know, paper figures like on the front. And I was like, I just kind of want to make this. So it was, it was very rough. It was, I actually kind of want to redo it for like the anniversary of that post. Cause I didn't even have an exacto knife. I was like just working with what I had and I was like, I'm just going to do this. And it took forever, but it just lit a fire and it, and it became so excited. And then a friend of mine actually introduced me to the fact that food coloring can be absorbed so well into Pido. I mean, who would have thought like, I just, and not never, me. No. And so you see these cake artists doing all these amazing things with fondant. And I looked at them and I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to do that with pie dough because why not? And it's a little tricky because of gluten-free dough, you don't have the elasticity that normal dough does. So I've had to spend a lot of time working with that, but it's been so fun. It's just been such a fun project. Okay. Two questions. Yes. Number one, when was that first one? I want to kind of I want to see your time frame here because you've you're a master now at what oh, you do. Thank so, you. I, thank like, you. how? Just tell me real quick. When was that? I think it was May or April of 2018. Oh, okay. So you've learned a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. How did you learn this? Like, I want a granular answer here because 
I mean, you just said, I didn't know food coloring can be absorbed. I mean, you started from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So what you create now is so elaborate and it's, it looks like impossible. And I don't know how you do it. Like, did you go to the internet? Did you learn on YouTube? Did somebody teach you? Uh, How did you learn how to do this? I just kind of started experimenting and I found out that I had a knack for color theory. I had no idea. I mean, who would have guessed? So I can look at a color on a pie. And that's one of my favorite parts is being like, okay, this is the base note. I need to add a little of this, little of this, little of this to perfectly match this color. And I played around with it a lot. And then I just started, like, I went on Amazon and just looked up, like, impression mats. That's one of my favorite tools to use. Anything people use for cake decorating and fondant, silicone molds, cookie cutters, pie punches, whatever. And then I was like, I'm going to try to utilize these. And then I quickly figured out what I do better freehand and then what works better with a mold and which mold will work, which ones won't. But I'm constantly still looking. I'm always searching for new techniques. I watch like the cake decorating shows for techniques on what to do with my pies, I guess. And it doesn't always translate, obviously, because they are very different fondant and pie dough. But it's been fun to see, like to push the boundaries a little bit and to kind of see what I can create with them. And it's just been fun. So I don't really have like a great clear answer, except for the fact that I just started experimenting and I just kind of dove in and I looked at a cover and was like, what do I want to do with this? How do I want to create this? So yeah, it's interesting to look at your work because you don't necessarily have like a a style template that you just apply to all the different books. Some of them are impressionist. Some of them are art deco. Some of them are real interpretive. Some of them are on the nose. Like you're creative. Like you're really creative in your interpretation of a book cover. It's wild to look at. Like I know I've got my phone right in my hand because I just keep staring at your account. I'm just like, (laughs) I was going through it this morning, just picking out my favorites. Oh, Um, They're just beautiful. The one that you did for Glennon's book is like, I don't even know what to say. That's probably my favorite. If someone was to ask me what my favorite pie was, it would probably be that one. I love that one. It took me... 15 hours to figure out what I wanted to do with that design because the first several tries, it looked like a child's finger painting because it's really hard to mimic the flow and movement of liquid paint that you capture on a photograph on a book on a very, you know, kind of solid, stable piece of pie dough. And so I just kind of went with what I felt and, and, and that's what came out. You had to have stood back and looked at that and been like, nailed it. I was like, there she is. It took me forever. I mean, I may have cried once or twice. I really loved that book and I wanted to do it justice. And it's like, you know, when my mom always says, I can tell you really loved that book because of the pie you created, because like I pour my heart into it. And then it's like, I want this to reflect this book because that's basically why I do what I do. So people see my pie and I think I need to read that book because that looks awesome. And so you know, that was a really big deal to me. So I, I just tried and tried and tried. And then I finally got there. I was like, there we go. Got it. There she is. Yep. That's the next round of questions I want to ask yeah. you about, except I want to tell you that one of the pies that I just couldn't quit looking at is the one that you did for the lighthouse. Oh yeah. It's so beautiful. It's Thank dark you. and moody and Thank like you. the blacky blue leaves all around Thank that. You. It's very moody. Like, and I haven't read this book, but I'm looking at the cover going, oh, I think you yeah. captured the mood of this Thank you. book. So, okay, let's talk about that because yeah. uh, I have questions around this because you have, you're like, you know what? Nobody tells me what to do. I'm going to take two of my favorite things, reading and baking. I'm going to combine them. And that's just going to be a thing I do. I make a new category. And so can you talk about your process for even choosing 
which book covers to recreate? Like, do you, do you only create pies for books you have read? Is it only for favorite books or is sometimes the cover, the inspiration, even if the book is medium, like you're like, the book is okay, but look at this cover. I'm just, what does this look like for you? It's kind of all all of the above, honestly. I typically tend to only post books that I have read because I want to, you know, make sure that I'm giving them like my seal of approval. Like I really love this. But I sometimes I am just so drawn in by a cover. I think I have to recreate this and I'll read you later. But most of the time I have read them and I, you know, want to pour my love for the book into the pie that I'm creating. It's kind of a a different process. I actually have just recently started a business where I now take commissions for authors to help them in their marketing by creating pies for their books. So that's kind of a new wave of what I'm doing as well, which is so fun. It's like my absolute passion because I am such a book pusher. I'm just like, please read these, all these books. So if I can help in their marketing campaigns for their, to get their books out in the world, their book babies, you know, they pour their heart and soul into them. It's so usually it's, it, it is, it's books that I, I'm really moved by or feel, you know, like, this world needs this book. And then sometimes it is just like, hey, everybody look at this cover. I mean, the cover designers are killing it. Like it is just insane. They give me so much to work with. So Uh So besides like Glennon's book, which we just talked about, do you have another couple of favorites where you were just like, I loved this project. This one, I loved the final results. I loved what it looked like. I love the color, whatever it is. Yeah. Let's see. I did recently one called All the Blues Come Through. And I believe that was for like an indie author. I loved her. And that was a really fun project. I loved that pie. Oh, yeah. It's so gorgeous. Look at the synergy between the cover and what you created. This is when you say you have a knack for color theory. I see what you're saying. There's a million shades of greens, blues, and navies. And you have the exact ones. So, yeah, this is so. What was the other one you said? I loved doing black cake. That was a more recent one as well. That one took forever, but was so fun to try to recreate. One that's not as recent, but the girl with the louding voice. I loved doing that pie. That was a really, really, I loved that book so much that I, I loved doing that pie. Oh, look at me. I'm just lost. I'm lost <laughs> in your Instagram you. feed. Thank I'm just, you. it just doesn't end. Okay. Let me ask you another technical question. Oh, this one's so pretty. The most fun we ever had with those gorgeous leaves. Yes, I love okay. that one. Oh, these are so beautiful. How long did these take? Like, because this is all time sensitive work. You know, you can't start it and finish it three days from then, right? I don't know. I don't know. No, you baker. can't. Is that because, yes. well, and it's tricky because I think with like cakes and fondant, you kind of can, but the colors change. They morph the longer they sit. And so it's something that I don't want to give them too much time. So it's usually about five hours from start to finish of the design. Sometimes it's longer. If I can't really nail down what I want to do ahead of time, that takes the longest. That's like the hardest part. So sometimes I start and I'm like, what am I doing here? This is no, no, thank you. So sometimes you start with a really clear, I've storyboarded this. This is what Mm -hmm. it's going to look at. And sometimes you're like, let's just see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Most of the time it's, let's see what happens. I can't draw. I, I just can't. So I, I'm not able to like sketch my designs ahead of time. It's all just kind of in my head. Like, where do I want to go with this? Is this working? Are these colors working? And so that's kind of the fun of it is like, I'm not even quite sure who's going to, what's going to come out when, when I'm done. I'm like, oh, there, there it is. So oh my gosh, I love this so much. I am solidly on record as 
being such a fan of creatives, just creative people in general. Yes, you are. You are. Particularly when you're innovating something and particularly when you're in a space way outside of what I do, because I'm just so interested. Like, how do you know how to make a leaf? Like, how did you learn how to do this? It just is so over the top to me. It's so incredible what you have figured out how to do. I just, I'm I'm so fascinated with it. So I want to ask you this because you're a creative. Again, you just sort of made something up. And so I think for a lot of people, it can be really difficult to discover their own creative niche. Like, and I wish people would give the, the energy and the attention that this deserves because it's such an outlet. I like how you tied it into part of your healing process at the beginning of it. Like this was, you reach for the two things giving you like comfort and joy, books and baking. And you're like, look, I'm going to give energy to this because it's it's transformative for my own self. I don't even know if anybody's, uh, you probably had no idea where all this was going, but what advice would you give to people looking to find an outlet for their own creativity? And I'd love to hear you talk about the impact that it had on your mental and emotional and really even physical health, frankly. And if you could also address this unspoken or spoken really objection, which is, this feels selfish, right? Like I have so many other things to do. I have a job or whatever. And like, I don't deserve the time to give to something that I just, for the joy of it, for the love of it, for the creativity of it. I really just asked you six questions. Why don't you just, I love it. I why love don't it you just jump in? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess first I would say for anyone looking to find their creative niche, I would say to just start, start something, find something that gives you a spark. My friend is this amazing singer. She's like, I don't know what to do. I'm in such a rut. And I was like, what if you just went to a different karaoke bar every night, totally anonymous, sang your heart out and then just like left. I was like, what if you just started there? You know, like it could be anything. It can be like a walk in the woods. It could be just taking pictures with your phone. It could be coloring with, with colored pencils, whatever it is, dancing, whatever. I just say, I just say, start, start with something that already speaks to you that you love and, and then just sit back and watch where it goes because I could have never predicted that this is sometimes I just, I look at my husband and I'm like, I'm a pie artist. Who would have thought that? I can't even draw stick figures. Like this is crazy, but I found my medium and I just kind of stumbled into it and it was just such a gift. And so I would just say the key is starting and, and that kind of parallels with what you said about making the time for it because we do live in such a culture that's like, especially as women, I think we have a really hard time saying no to even our kids when we want to pursue a creative endeavor. But one of the things I have realized, because I kind of took some time off the last couple of years, you know, COVID just hit all of us. Life was hard and, you know, just took some time and, and it affected me so greatly. I felt like there was this piece of me missing and I wasn't the best wife or mom or friend I could be because it wasn't me, you know? And so I sat down and I was like, I am setting aside before it was even my like job. I I was like, I'm setting aside this time each day or this time each week to pursue this and no one bother me. Like just no one, no one bother. This is my time. And so I was, became very protective of that. And I really tried to, you know, the mom guilt, it comes in and they, they want to be there and and you love them. But I, I told myself, you know what, they, I am present with them the other 
17 million hours of the day, you know, and this is time I need to be who I am because I believe deeply that God is a very creative God and that he has made us all with beautiful creativity inside of us. And it comes out different ways. My dad's an electrical engineer. He designs code and computer chips. It can come out anyway. Good. But I believe it's so deeply ingrained in who we are as people that to hide that or suffocate that is almost just really doing yourself a disservice and it's hurting a piece of you. And so I I would say it's the opposite of selfish. It is life-giving. It is good. It is self-care. It is saying, I am a valuable, unique human being and this is how I'm choosing to express this. And it can change. That's the best part. It could go from reading, you know, out loud at book club one month and then painting the next month. It could be anything, but you're, you're seeing a piece of you that has nothing to do with cooking or cleaning or errands or your job or whatever else you're doing in the world. There's just this little bit that's like, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I do. And it's exciting to see magic in yourself, you know, like to see yourself as something magical. I have a really hard time embracing that, but this has helped me be like, oh, this is who I am. And I like that. I love that, you know? Mm, So I would say it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial because the seasons I have put it aside have affected me in negative ways. And it has saved my life countless times and just, I am abundantly grateful for it. I am abundantly grateful. It is the most weird little niche I could have ever imagined. I never expected it. And that's what, that's, if I could say that to anybody, it's, I went from, you know, being in a wheelchair 15 years ago to the Today Show last week. So you just never know where your journey's going to go. Don't give up and keep fighting for that magical part of you that, that makes you feel alive because, you know, it's just, it's, it's crucial to who we are and, and allows us to pour out into others. In, in such big ways. So totally. middle soapbox. Here, here. There you go. No, it's mine too. <laughs> I bang this drum all the time. Yes. And I would add to it to the creators and the makers and the dreamers out there sitting on their hands that don't let a fear of failure be the thing that keeps you out. That's no, crazy. Absolutely Let not. me just clear it up. You will fail. You at, will fail. You will. Absolutely. You will just fail yep. your way through learning and that's Absolutely. normal and or nor apply too much pressure on your creativity to become whatever. Maybe this will become your work. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll have commercial success. Maybe it won't. Yeah. And the point is to do it. Even if I had never been recognized, I think I would still have the the most massive love for this project. Even if I was just doing this in my home to be able to look at something and say, look what I made. I did that, you know, and feel that pride in yourself and the excitement of starting out with a vision and then making it happen is so life affirming, no matter what it is, even if it's just something you keep to yourself forever, it's so powerful. That's right. And frankly, it's low risk. You guys, it really is. You start somewhere and you learn and you get better and you grow and you evolve and it's a pretty low risk endeavor to be honest. And so I love this. Gosh, I'm hoping that as somebody is listening today, they're catching a little fire. Like just catch a little fire, just do something, just start somewhere, even whatever small. Now I want to go back to something you just said, because as it turns out, and not that you expected it or that you steered the ship into these waters, but you have had 
wild success around your weird little niche in the world. And so congratulations on Thank being you. featured on Good Morning America and Better Homes and Gardens. And, and you've got Reese and you've got, you've got the Today Show. Like, I just want to hear you talk about what this has been like to experience such a strong response to your work. What's that experience been like? And has it been exciting? And what do you see next as possibility? Okay. I mean, it has been mind-blowing. Like, I am a pie baker from Colorado. Never in a million years did I think I was going to be you know, I'm a girl pulling up late to pick up no makeup, like, oh, you know, did I forget his coat? I'm sorry. You know, like, you know, I'm just a normal person doing their best every single day. And the fact that I, my little love talent has been noticed and seen and speaks to so many different people. I'm honestly still confused. Like <laughs> I'm still totally. trying to like, like embrace that. Cause I'm like, but why, you know, there's definitely some massive imposter syndrome that I am battling because it is such a crazy world. And I never, I mean, to even be able to talk to you, I mean, I have just, you have been such an inspiration and mentor of mine for all these years. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, Jenny, that <laughs> I love it. So it's, it's just, it's a gift. I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. Mm. I have no idea because there's so many massively talented people out there that don't always get noticed, you know? And so it's, I don't really know why I was, but I am deeply grateful for it. I'm grateful if I can, you know, spread a spark and spread even a message of don't give up because you just never know where life's going to take you. That's right. It is such an exciting journey and, and you don't know, you know, I mean, I, I was it. just in tears last week before the Today Show thinking, again, 15 years ago, I thought I had no future. And then here I am. And it is amazing. So it's been really exciting. Yeah. This idea of community, it's just so vital, right? Studies have proven again and again that people in community have markedly improved physical, mental, and emotional health. So in the Gin Hatmaker Book Club, we talk about books every month, of course. Yes. Um, And we have all the bells and whistles to support that book talk. It's incredible. But what really we love the absolute most is each other. (laughs) Uh, Our book clubbers support each other. Like in the hard times, we celebrate each other in the good times. It's like magic. These are real, authentic, genuine connections that happen in our private face group, but also in real life. You guys, we have local chapters in cities and towns across the entire U.S. where members have cultivated, I kid you not, lifelong in-person friendships. They found their people. The sharing and caring that goes on in this community is just breathtaking, and you wouldn't believe the, the beauty that lives inside of this group. We want you to find the community and connection we all need, and we are waiting for you with open arms. So, I mean, come for the great books, but stay for the even greater community of women. Um, find out more at jenhatmakerbookclub.com. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you know that I'm literally always wearing Able. I've believed in this brand from day one. I will forever champion a fashion company that's not only devoted to chic, effortless style, but that also empowers women through opportunity and dignity. So I was thrilled to take my love of Able to the next level this spring and collaborate on a collection of dresses with sleeves and with pockets. Hello. 
As you might know, we love dresses with sleeves around here. And we also love dresses with pockets. And we especially love ones that are size inclusive and versatile enough to be worn a million ways for any occasion. You guys, it has been so fun to see this collab come to life. Plus, Abel has so many other amazing new apparel items, sandals, sneakers, handbags, jewelry, perfect for spring and summer. And how incredible that dressing the part with Abel is also doing so much good in our world. Head on over to ableclothing.com to check out my dress collection and all their amazing new arrivals. And then use my code Jen to save 15% off anything. So that's ableclothing.com and use the code Jen. All right. Tell us what books you are kind of workshopping in your head right now. You're, you're thinking on them. You're looking at the cover. You, they've caught your imagination and we may see them on your Instagram feed in the next couple of months. Yes. Amanda Gorman's book, Change Things, her child's book. It's like gorgeous with like all these different colors. That's a big one on my radar. You know, I have all these ideas. Oh, I have a really fun idea for One Italian Summer by Rebecca Searle. Oh, Atlas of the Heart. I am so excited oh, yeah. to do that one. Yeah. That cover That's begging is for uh, I love that book. Yes. I cannot wait. Uh-huh. That red color, the heart, like you have so many places to go. Absolutely. That was like, I am doing that pie, whether I like the book or not. It's Brene Brown. Of course, I'm going to like the book. I, I mean, love the book. She's the but queen. Exactly. So I was pretty safe there, but I was like, this is happening no matter what. Cause I love but the cover's one. gorgeous. Like gorgeous. It's, 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 gorgeous. A, it's art. It's it art. Is. So yeah, I'm so excited to work with it. I, I can't wait. Let's see. Ooh, what my bones knew. I think her name's Stephanie Fu. It, it looks incredible. Like it's just flowers and bone. It's really beautiful. Olga dies. Dreaming is also a really amazing cover. Yeah. Ooh. And the black girls must die exhausted and black girls must be magic. Those are two that are just gorgeous and floral and that I'm really excited to work on. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. There's lots of ideas. (laughs) What's your pace here? Like how often do you make one of these things? Probably every day at this point. Oh, Um, oh, you make one every day. Well, I I don't always, I used to, for the last couple of years, it would be like one every month or something. You know, it, it kind of depends on my pace. I am, in the process of trying to kind of really build up this business and show authors what I can do with their books and how I can help them. And so right now is kind of my, my resume building time. So I'm really working on it like every day trying to really build this, but it kind of depends because some weeks are busier than others. And sometimes I get like one or two done and it just depends. I love your business idea. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. Okay. Yes. I could talk to you forever. So I apologize. Same ramble, ramble. (laughs) All I'll do is scroll through your feed and I want to just keep talking about things. I love it. So, okay. This is a really fun series on pastimes, hobbies, creative outlets. It's just, I feel very energized by it. I think because I'm a creative, my medium is words, but this gets me going. So we're asking everybody in this series, these questions. All right. Here's the first one. So when you're not baking and creating your particular thing. What is your guilty pleasure activity like that you do to wind it down? I would say I don't have a cold storm creamery near me, but I love cold storm creamery. There's one on the other side of town and I am far too lazy to drive 30 minutes to get it. So I will door dash that and it will come to me. And and then I will watch a British murder mystery, like Midsummer Murders, something and I just sit there, I close the door and that's, that's probably it. That's like this really so how good. I mind. Yeah. That's such a good answer. <laughs> yeah. My husband's like, you're door dashing ice cream. And I said, absolutely I am because it is cheesecake and it has mix-ins and I don't want to, you know, 
drive Why is this a question? Why is this a question? Of course I am. Yes, exactly. I love that answer. Okay. In your niche, what is your, if you have to pick one, what is your must have tool or gadget that makes it 10 times easier to do what you do? This is, you can't get rid of this one. Probably my exacto knife because it just, it's so sharp and gives me the, I can do anything with it. So definitely that. I, uh-huh. I couldn't live without uh-huh. it. Yeah. yeah. Your stuff's so precise. Thank you. You can't yeah. just cut no, You can't just use knife. it. No, no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's the last question. And actually ask everybody in every single series, this final question, you can answer this however you want to answer it. What is saving your life right now? I think besides books, probably I created this like power girl playlist on my phone to play when the days, like when I am feeling the, the questions or the doubts or the insecurities and just to remind myself, like, this is, this is what we're doing. You've got this. And so probably that I play it a lot, really loud fight song by Rachel Platten. I mean, I just literally on all the time. And so yeah, I love it. Is this it. on Spotify? Can we look at it? Can we I, I, see it's your not playlist? on Spotify, but I could put it there. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's a good one. I mean, Beyonce has got so many just a bunch of like female bangers. Like yep. I we might need to share this. Yes, I would be happy to share uh-huh. it because it is it is keeping me going. It is absolutely yeah. everything. So uh-huh. yeah, I love it. I like that. I like Thank that you. so much. Okay. Now, if I haven't already made it real clear about your Instagram feed. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you all the stuff, like where all things Stephanie are located? Okay. Instagram is the main place right now. I do have a teensy weensy TikTok account that has like two videos and I am working on getting there, but it's like, it's a technology. And by the way, everybody on Instagram, it's pie lady books. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. And then Facebook, I am also Pie Lady Books. And I am currently working, a super talented friend of mine is designing my website and that should be up soon. And that will be pieladybooks.com. So that will be up and then people can kind of see more background stuff of what I'm doing and, you know, contact me through there. So, but right now it is Instagram is the best. And so let's just say that we have an author listening in and she's like, I want a pie in the commissioned in my book cover genre. And I want to pay Stephanie to do it. Is this where they find you? Absolutely. Via social media? Yeah. And they can email me at pieladybooks at gmail.com or message me on social media. And yes, and I would love to do it. It is such a huge passion of mine. Okay. I love this. I'm so happy to have met you. I just feel delighted and enchanted by you and what it is you're putting out into the world. And so I'm so happy for you. I really am. I'm just so happy that you found this like beautiful place of like life and joy. Thank you. Right in your own kitchen. Yep. Right in my own kitchen. So fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Okay. If you haven't already, if I haven't just made it abundantly clear, go now to her Instagram account and follow her. I'm not even joking right now. I'm not messing around with you. Pie Lady Books. Okay. And just see her incredible work. And I just was inspired by that, that just unbridled love and affection for creativity, the boundaries to put around the time it will take and the permission to do it. I love this. 
I love this. And I know that so many of you have so much inspiration and creativity, just like churning in your heart and in your mind. And I hope that you too will just make the decision to create room for it in your life. You deserve it. And even if it is simply for the love of it, that's reason enough. So you guys, fun, 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 way, way more in this series to come. Just people that I'm inspired by and creators and makers and dreamers and innovators. And this is a really fun series. I'm really glad that we're doing it. And I love the people we've assembled for you. So don't miss any episodes. You can go subscribe to the podcast and it'll just always show up for you and you won't miss any at all. And then as always over at jenhatmaker.com under the podcast tab, we'll have the whole show. We'll have the show notes and we'll have links to everything the guest mentions, including all their socials and all their work. So you can always get everything you need over there. All right, you guys, me and the podcast team, we love you. We love bringing you fantastic episodes and amazing series and just the best guests on earth. So thanks for being the best listeners on earth. See you next week. 